Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 43 of Fallout Off the Record. I'm your host, Rick McVick, and with us tonight is Shaleen. Bienvenidos. So thank you all for joining us on a fantastic day. It is finally sunny where I'm at instead of all the rain we've been getting. So it's nice to see the great big ball of fire in the sky. So before we get started on tonight, because we have a lot to go through, um, we're going to go ahead and get on with our ads. Tonight we are sponsored by TweakedAudio.com. If you're in the market for headphones or earbuds and you need a new pair and you want them to be whatever color you want you know, and, and sound good, and you might want earbuds or headphones, I don't know. But check out Tweaked Audio. They have great stuff at a very, very good price. And um, if you go there now and enter our code off the record, which is all one word, at checkout, you'll receive 30% off and free shipping worldwide. So head to tweakedaudio.com and enter our code off the record for 30% off and free shipping worldwide. You can also go to audibletrial.com slash Network and sign up for Audible's 30-day free trial. And there you can get a free audiobook when you sign up uh, using that URL. And tonight, Shaleen recommends... Uh, American Prometheus, The Triumph and Tragedy of J. Robert Oppenheimer by Kai Bird. It's an autobiography of Oppenheimer, who was the director of the uh, the Los Alamos project building the, the nuclear bomb. And there's some very interesting history of the American nuclear program in there, too. Awesome. So if you head to uh, audibletrial.com slash Network and sign up for the free trial, you can get that audiobook plus many more for free. But you only get one. So anyway, uh, you can also become a patron of our show by going to patreon.com slash Network and signing up for one of our rewards there. You can also make a one-time donation to QGN by going to questgamingnetwork.com and using our PayPal link. Any donation helps the show and would earn you a shout out on this show. You can also help us out non-financially by sharing us on your social media. Uh, send us emails because we like conversation. Like and subscribe and retweet to uh, our social media accounts, and just tell your friends in general about it if they're friends of uh, or if they're fans of Fallout. So yeah, tonight we've got news, we've got gameplay, we've got a we've got the recap of the challenge, and we have some lore. Weapon of the week, actually, I think it's armor of the week, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I didn't change that. Armor Sorry. of the week and uh, some listener emails that actually. Um, tackle a pretty interesting subject now that we're all getting up in the hours and the levels. So yeah, um, let's go ahead and get started with the news. If you like news, you're gonna love our next segment. What happened in the world of Fallout this week, Shaleen? Before we start with the world of Fallout, I always have an aside every every week now. Sorry. <laughs> Um, already taken the show off the rails, but I would just like to say um, that the people in the land of Vindertron, aka Canada, still need help there. They are still on fire. So if you could donate to the Canadian Red Cross, that would help a lot of people. Um, just wanted to, to shout that out once more. Yes. And uh, we hope that uh, Vindertron's area is still safe. And uh, yeah, so support those people. Give them help. Awesome. And... Uh, now back to Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, what do we got this week? Our first item is uh, via the Bethesda Game Studios Twitter account. They announced that they have already hit 1 million mod downloads on PC. Mm. That's a ton of mod downloads. That is insane. And the uh, closed beta for Xbox mods will be coming after Far Harbor. To sign up for that closed beta... Uh, you can sign up on Bethesda.net. It's actually the same beta sign-up form that you used to sign up for the DLC beta. So if you declared Xbox as your platform of choice, you are already signed up for that. I checked. Awesome. And the PS4 beta will come in June. 
Awesome. I, I like the gradual rollout that they're doing. Uh, mm-hmm. That they're just not like, here it is, and everything's broken. They're going through it methodically. I appreciate that very much. Me too. And it's his, nice when things work. Yeah, and you know, I know people have their bugs with these games, but my bugs have been severely, severely limited to just goofy little glitches. So I've been very, very happy about that. Mm-hmm. So, surprising no one, the Far Harbor achievements have leaked. Um, I won't be reading the list, but the achievements look pretty in line with what we saw for Fallout 4, and it looks like a fun list. I'm looking forward to achieving those achievements. Awesome, yeah. And, like, you know, we won't talk about them here until the DLC is out, obviously. So, if you are interested in that, I'm sure a quick Google will find that. I haven't actually looked at them myself. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can find them anywhere. Exophase, True Achievements, XboxAchievements.com. Many, many places. Our next item comes from AndroidPolice.com. Bethesda and NVIDIA have teamed up to create a Fallout 4 Live wallpaper for Android devices. You can select or randomize five bobbleheads and swipe around in a little scene on a, a shelf next to a Nuka Cola machine. And when you shake your phone, the accelerometer makes the bobbleheads bobble. It looks really cool. I'm very sad that it's not available for an iOS device. And that wallpaper is for free, uh, available on the Google Play Store. Awesome. It's just one more reason why I am going back from my iPhone uh, to Android. Really? Do you hate your iPhone? (laughs) Absolutely hate it. Um, Wow. To be be honest, I only got it because it would allow me to have the Pip-Boy app quicker. Um, oh wow! <laughs> and wow. plus, I was really fed up with uh, the glitching of, of Samsung's phones, uh, mm-hmm. their their touch whiz. I forget what their thing is called. So I wanted to go to iPhone, and I absolutely can't stand it. So I'm going to go back to Android, and this is just another reason to do so. <laughs> I loathe Android. I have had just only. I, I'm always unhappy when I have an Android phone. Yeah, I'm going back to uh, vanilla Android. So Google phone for me. Whatever that. How funny. Next one is. Yep. Yep. I hope I never have to go back from my iPhone. I love my iPhone. Uh, so. so that was it for phones off the record, phones guys. Phones off the record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see here. To start Far Harbor, you need to have completed the quest Getting a Clue on the main quest line. So that's just a little PSA for you guys. If you want to take maybe a new character into Far Harbor, you have to get at least as far as having completed Getting a Clue. Awesome, yeah. Good to know. Mm-hmm. So that way you just can't boot up and run in there. I'm glad that they're not doing leveling caps, though, uh, the level mm-hmm. requirements. Yeah. I didn't like the. I, I mean, I, I understand why they were there. So but is I didn't it like, like is there a. So- well, never mind. So, <laughs> our next. <laughs> <item>. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. Inside I'm sorry. baseball jokes, you guys. Our next item is a little bit of uh, zany Kotaku news. It's been a while since we had a zany Kotaku news story. It's true. We want to talk about a permadeath run that was done by Twitch streamer Kyle Hinckley. He had this amazing glitch where Preston Garvey could not be dismissed from his service. Hmm. He was still able to recruit another companion. So he was he was going through the wasteland on survival mode, permadeath, with only uh, with Preston and another companion. He's like, yes, this is the most helpful glitch ever. <laughs> But then he had some things go down at the Adam Katz garage and Preston turned on him. Oh. So Preston is this unkillable, you know, NPC, and he's teleporting to the player's location anytime they get too far apart. 
So he's like a Terminator, you know, unkillable, <laughs> implacable, just pursuing him through the wasteland. And he's like, he's got like three hit points. It was amazing. He built this fortress in the sky to protect himself from Preston. <laughs> and he built a bed and he's like, I've got to sleep, but, but how do I sleep? I'm going to wake up and Preston's going to be right there. And he builds a little platform so that when Preston spawns, he'll fall to the ground and it was amazing. He had taken to just downing Preston, and then he'd get as far as he could, and then down him again, and then get as far as he could. And he goes down from his Sky Fortress, and he's ready to uh, to down Preston, you know. And he had turned friendly again, <laughs> just randomly. I guess he got bored. It was such an amazing story. I recommend that you read the whole story because my telling has not done the story justice. So check out Kotaku and find this article about Preston Garvey. We linked it on Twitter and I believe on Facebook as well. You should totally it's a long read, but it's absolutely worth reading. That's amazing. So See, that's exactly what I mean. Like one of those glitches, I've never experienced anything like that. Mm -hmm. I've just had small minor things, maybe like dead bodies that are halfway in the ground, their legs sticking straight up, like some weird foot corn stalk thing. Mm hmm But other than that, yeah. Amazing. It was. So our next item is that old Longfellow, who is a Far Harbor character, he is also a free character in Fallout Shelter on Android right now. It comes with five lunch boxes, a cool coat, and a Henrietta rifle, which I think is is pretty clever because the uh, believer action rifles were Henry rifles. And, ah, uh, that's true. So and <clears throat> and you got to remember he had that rifle in that uh, one image in the trailer. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that thing's called Henrietta. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. I hope so. I think it's a very, very neat story. Mm -hmm. But that's exclusive to um, Android right now. Mm. And I'm, I'm sure it'll come eventually to iPhones. Um, just the same way that Piper, I believe, was exclusive to iPhones for a while. Hmm. There we go. Anyway, that's uh, that's our Fallout Shelter news for the week. <laughs> Our next item came from Bethesda.net. NVIDIA is hosting a Fallout 4 mod contest. The grand prize includes $10,000, a Fallout 4 PC, and engineering support from NVIDIA for prospective developers. And there are four different categories. Winners from each of the four categories will receive $5,000, a GeForce GTX GPU, and a Bethesda gift bag, which includes a Pip-Boy edition, a Funko Pop vinyl, a bobblehead, a Nuka-Cola hat, a Fallout shirt, and a Vault Boy mask. And there are 16 finalists will win the GeForce GPU and the, the gift bag. Nice. So if you'd like to enter this contest, you can upload your mod with a screenshot to Bethesda.net and submit it on the NVIDIA Fallout 4 mod contest entry page before July the 3rd. And the categories, if you would like to know a little bit more about it, status, that includes dialogue tweaks, audio add-ins, general patches, UI revamps, utilities. Inventory includes weapons, weapon adjustments, items, clothing, or other. And data includes anything workshop mode or quest related. The final category is map, environmental mods such as vegetation, new structures or locations, and weather-related or similar. We did link this on our Twitter if you would like a link to the page to enter. 
I think it would be really funny if somebody entered a uh, Fallout 3 green hue mod. Like, to put that green color oh, back over. Because yes. <laughs> they put a mod I, taking that oh, away. So, so it would be kind of funny to put that back. <laughs> that's hilarious, Rick. You should absolutely... Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I'll that's just... So- I'll just learn coding and yeah, do that. <laughs> you should do that, Rick. That's your project. Oh, okay. Tomorrow. I will get started. I, on I would right like away. to see this by tomorrow. Okay. okay. <laughs> on my desk. <laughs> on my desk Monday morning, Rick. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it for the news. Uh, we're going to move right along to the gameplay that we have been doing this week. So yeah. Now, I can't... I've been playing Fallout all week, but I actually can't talk about it because I've been playing the Fall... Uh, I've been playing the uh, Far Harbor DLC beta, so I'm sorry, guys. Um, there will be a review up the when it launches, when I'm allowed to talk about it. I'm going to post a review on uh, QGN's YouTube, so stay tuned for that. But I actually booted up Fallout Shelter on my phone uh, over the week and started playing that again and getting into it, and it's been fun. Um, I've been catching everything on fire (laughs) so it's been a little destructive there uh constantly running out of water and everyone's getting radiation but it's been fun i got like uh the enhanced right away in like the second um lunchbox i got an enhanced rocket launcher and a rare set of power armor so it's been pretty pretty awesome to send that guy out to the wasteland but that's been pretty much what i've been doing um, again, I've been putting in a lot of time into uh, Fallout 4, just stuff I can't talk about. So, we'll move on to someone who can. Shalene, what'd you do this week? Well, my Fallout gameplay is not super extensive because Uncharted 4 came out. Um, so I've been playing a ton of that. But I did get some Fallout in. I played some survival mode, my Forrest Gump character. And I woke up at the, uh, oh shoot, what is that bar called? The Dugout Inn in mm. Diamond City. And yeah. uh, I was I was in there, and Piper was like drinking with Vadim and interviewing the patrons. <laughs> it was so funny. She's like, "All right, what do you have that isn't gonna make me go blind?" <laughs> oh gosh! And I, I'd never really I noticed so much more playing on survival mode because I'm taking the game so much more slowly. And anyway, I tried for the pie in there. You know that pie in the in the vending machine? Yeah. Like I do every time that I'm in there, I hit the vending machine a couple of times and I actually got the pie and I was so excited. I was like, yes, the perfectly preserved pie, it shall be mine. (laughs) And it was stealing to get it out of the machine. (laughs) I was so upset. Oh, it was awful. I couldn't believe it. But I did steal the pie uh, because it would have been in that machine forever without me. So I, I did take the pie. And uh, I was not caught, so that was good. Horse <laughs> Gump pie theft. He would steal pie. Because mm-hmm. among his I'm, other addictions, he's got a pie addiction. I'm loving survival mode. I really am. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to find beds everywhere again. I'm noticing that there are just random sleeping bags in <laughs> random places. And that's really good. It's nice to find some beds everywhere. And I'm I'm really just taking my time and savoring the world. And... I feel like I'm noticing so much more about the landscape and the environment. It's great. I really enjoy it. 
And I, I've talked about that Atomic Radio mod before on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have a Grognak radio play. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and it's this total Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. And he's <laughs> like, hello, I'm Grognak. You know, it's like... <laughs> He's having this whole encounter with uh, the lair of the bat babies and stuff. Oh, it's so good. So good. That's awesome. Really enjoy it. And I was just walking through Boston, and I came across this single mutant with this mutant hound. And I kill the hound, and I'm going up to the mutant. I'm sneaking up on him. And he turns around and just wrecks me just destroys me like one hit and i'm like really just one little mutant so i'm really gonna have to be the master of sneak to make this unarmed playthrough work it's uh <laughs> it's not good yeah yeah and leveling is going really slowly for me really really slowly because i'm not killing anybody i'm just sneaking around <laughs> and i'm getting very good at kiting my enemies Every encounter just feels electric. Just there's so much tension. And I know exactly how far my arm reaches. I can nail a ghoul without the ghoul being able to hit me, without him being close enough to hit me back. Nice. I know exactly how far my arm reaches. Nice. That's probably good to know if you're doing unarmed. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny um, how good I've gotten at that. So um, per chat room request, I'm just going to interrupt here and, and say clone shoes. <laughs> Okay, all right. I thought you were going with uh No, clone <coughs> juice. <laughs> wow. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> Companions are very important as tanks when you have a bunch of enemies, um, especially as an unarmed character. My Stimpak collection is basically just for Piper. I, I don't hardly use them. It's, it's mostly <laughs> just for Piper. And... Um, I, uh, I was at work the other day, and there was this older guy that is one of our customers. He came in and asked if I had tried survival mode, because he knows that I play Fallout. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I was telling him about it and, and what it's like to play. And uh, I told him that I was playing this unarmed character, and he was like, you are so crazy. <laughs> I would never, <laughs> ever do that. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny that he was just like, why would you even think of that? <laughs> like. Anyway, that's just a random aside. That's basically uh, basically all I did was sneak around and die a lot. Yeah, survival mode. Um, at this point, I'm level 43, I think, with my survival character. And I really don't feel overpowered at all. I still feel like, you know, I'm looking at my um, perks and I'm at the fourth level of rifle um, I'm at the uh, fourth level of pistol and I'm thinking, man, I really wish I could add more on this and, uh, do, do more damage or whatever. So I've, I've been focusing on the lone wanderer perks and the bloody mess and just anything to kind of give me an edge. And it's, it's really, really tough and I don't have anything put on sneak and, and sneak is definitely something you, you really need. Um, and very beneficial for survival. Yeah. And I want to kind of come back around to this when we get to our emails, because they specifically deal with leveling. And it just made me think about getting to higher levels on, on survival. But before we get there, we have our recap of last week's challenge. And uh, I'm a little disappointed, you guys. We only had uh, we only had two entries to this. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And well, I would like on, to guys. say I disqualified Grafuffelson because he was not in a subway. 
Oh. He did submit, but he was in the glowing sea. Oh, man. Dude. Yeah, because the challenge was to clear a subway using a fat man without dying. <laughs> and it's it's a much more challenging to do that in a subway than in the glowing sea. So Yeah, so let's go ahead and get to um, the slideshow then. So we got this going on right here. Who's this? Uh, this one, I'm sorry. <laughs> this one... <laughs> Is original dog meat. He named his fat man the nuclear option. Oh, real quick, uh, in our chat room, Vendertron is there, and Shaleen, I just want to point out that you dissed him. And he said, sorry, guys, too busy fighting the world burning before my eyes. <laughs> so <laughs> that, I, yeah, I feel bad now. Yeah. Um. So, okay. So that's the first entry we have, which, this has to be terrifying. I'm glad he didn't modify it into a Merv. Yeah, yeah. So my my fat man is a Merv, the mm. arsenal of democracy. <laughs> That's awesome. And this one came from Danny. Mm. Cool. Do you know where? I don't know where the heck this is. Probably just a random subway. It's a cool screenshot. It is. Yeah, I like the power armor. Power armor looks so good in this game. Uh, but yeah, those are our two our two entries. <laughs> so thanks guys for that. Um, we have no. Uh, new submissions as far as the uh, pit board goes. So we're still looking for those. You know, pit board games, that sort of thing. Get your, give us your high score. Send us a screenshot and hashtag pit board so we can see it. Uh, we have sadly no challenge next week because it's going to be an off week for us. Um, we're going to do a banked episode. Um, so yeah, because uh, Micheline here needs a vacation and she has one planned for her birthday, I believe. Yeah, it's going to be my birthday. Happy birthday. The day that Far Harbor launches. <laughs> it will be the first anniversary of my 30th birthday. <laughs> nice. I like that. <laughs> so, yeah, so next week we'll have a banked episode and, and no challenge next week. So we will, um, maybe we'll issue out a challenge next week for the week after that so we can follow up. But anyway, uh, we're going to move on to our lore section. And, uh, Shaleen, why don't you take it away for us? Sure. Uh, we're going to talk about Navarro and the Enclave Remnants. So to start off with, here's a little bit of background on Navarro. Part of New California, Navarro was a Poseidon oil refinery before the war. Hmm. After the war, it became an Enclave military base before being taken by NCR in 2242. Navarro is located northwest of San Francisco and was used by the Enclave as a fuel refinery for the oil rig, which was the Enclave headquarters and for refueling and maintenance of the vertebrates. Oh. Navarro's an area that the player visits in Fallout 2 in order to steal the vertebrate plans for the Brotherhood of Steel. Some notable people of Navarro include Autumn Sr., father of the infamous Colonel Autumn of Fallout 3. We'll all recognize him. Ah, I did not know that. Dr. Henry, who you may remember from New Vegas. And Whitley, the creator of Eddie... Also, the Brandis family, who lived across the street from Brian Wilkes in Grey Ditch in Fallout 3, they lived in Navarro originally. Brian Wilkes in Grey Ditch. Yeah, Grey Ditch is the, the giant ant kid. That's right. The fire ant kid. Yeah. That's right. You can find some secret information in the, the Brandis family's house across the street. Oh, I didn't know that. And who's Dr. Henry in New Vegas? He is the doctor that helps you fix Rex. The one at Jacobstown? Nope. Oh, the old, old guy with the ghoul assistant. Yes. That's right. Yes. I never got around to visiting that area very, very much. Although, um, 
what was that lily lily was there right Mm -hmm. that's right she was fun or he lily was fun lily was a she uh (laughs) i couldn't really tell what lily lily was a great time i enjoyed lily (laughs) so you want to talk about Uh, the unclean remnants rick i do um because i missed them so much in fallout 4 yeah the Enclave is, is a really interesting faction, and the Remnants are the Enclave as it is found in Fallout New Vegas. And there are a ton of people that have no idea the Enclave exists in New Vegas, because it's it's very hard to find them. That's very right, hard. that's right. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we talked about this a bit during our last Let's Play episode. The Remnants are retired members of the Devil's Brigade, elderly enc- Enclave veterans. They were originally under the command of Ganon Sr., Arcade Ganon's father. The Devil's Brigade was disbanded after the sacking of Navarro by the combined forces of the NCR and the Brotherhood of Steel. They fled into NCR territory with the young Arcade and his mother, where they took on civilian jobs. After completing Arcade Ganon's side quest for Old Lang Syne, the courier can help Ganon reunite the squad and convince them to help out at the Battle of Hoover Dam. Hmm. And like I talked about on the uh, on that Let's Play episode, it's very hard to do this. It's really hard not only to recruit Ganon, but to convince him um, to give you his side quest is really hard. Hmm. You have to take him to the right places. And, and this is actually why you'll see he expresses distrust of Eddie all the time. He's always talking about it. So awesome. he says, like, do we have to bring that thing along? And... <laughs> I don't trust it <laughs> because he's uh, he's enclave. I did not Doctor, realize that. Yeah, Doctor Henry uh, left is one of the members of the Devil's Brigade, the, the Enclave Remnants. Oh. He left Navarro after a colleague threatened to have him transferred to another department. He can be found at Jacobstown, and he's actually instrumental in helping fix Rex due to his long experience with cybernetic dogs and mutant creatures. There we go. Another member is Orion Moreno. He's a soldier and a heavy. He was unquestioningly loyal to the Enclave. He has a house near the NCR sharecropper farms, and he still holds a grudge against the NCR for the uh, for the destruction of Navarro. A heavy? Like you mean like a... Like a heavy weapons guy. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't think I've ever even seen this name in uh, New Vegas. <laughs> really? Yeah. Nope, never even seen that. Wow. That's impressive. Well, I have a lot of hours in that game, too. You need to spend some more time with Ganon. He's a very cool companion, uh, and he has this cool quest, and it's it's. it's we, sh- we should do, like, a uh, Let's Play series of all the companions and their side quests, because I haven't done all the companion side quests. Um, no kidding. I do so much exploring. I- I'd stay away from quests. You know, I know before that we've gotten... Uh, I've gotten flack for not finishing all the DLC for those for the Fallout games, um, specifically Fallout 3. It's just because I spend so much time exploring, I don't even think about doing quests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we should we should do that because I've never really messed with Ganon before. Yeah, you should definitely do that. It'll be a challenge though; like you're gonna have to put in some work beforehand to get him to like you. Or console. Oh yeah, I forget that. Sorry. <laughs> 
totally forget that. That's true. I, I guess I'll have to play it not in hardcore mode, too, so they don't die. <laughs> mm. You're right. Mm. You're right. That would go very poorly. Because it'd very be like, poorly. It would, it, we, it would be episode one of the, uh, you know, like, series we do, just like Ganon would be dead, like, uh-huh. in the first ten minutes. <laughs> so, like, oh, great. <laughs> So the next member of the Enclave Remnants is Judah Krieger. He was the squad's captain, and his strong leadership abilities kept the squad together even after they went their separate ways. You can find him in West Side. Cannibal Johnson's the sniper, and he was reluctant. He was a very reluctant soldier. And he was at odds with Moreno, who who was ruthless. And he's called Cannibal because this one time he was surrounded by raiders... And he just bit one down to the heart, shocking the others. And he made his escape. It was pretty neat. Hmm. So. I guess if you're going to get out of a bind, that's the way to do it, I suppose. Yeah, that's uh, that's the kind of story that gives you, you know, cred for life. <laughs> Especially in the Fallout universe. <laughs> mm-hmm. so he, he doesn't even like to kill people, but his nickname is Cannibal, so folks don't mess with him. There you go. Yeah. And the final member was Daisy Whitman. She was the squad's pilot. She flew 71 missions for the Enclave and crashed only one vertebrate in that time. And it was the vertebrate that Lily Bowen used to make her vertebrate sword, oh, interestingly enough. That's awesome. I thought that was a cool, very cool little uh, coincidence. Yeah, I never Daisy, thought about that. Daisy misses flying, and she earns a living scavenging rocket parts. And she lives in Novak. Uh, actually, on the opposite side of the motel from the room the player can get. After completing Arcade's personal quest, Daisy can provide power armor training and a set of remnants power armor. So nice. if you want to not go the Hidden Valley route, that's a way to get power armor training. Yeah, I. Uh, that's another thing I've never done in that game, is actually worn power armor. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's uh, far less useful, in my opinion, than it is in some of the other games. I like uh, I like medium armor in New Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I usually use um, the NCR armor, or when I find it, the Ranger, the Ranger armor, because it just looks awesome. Mm-hmm. So it is um, very cool. But yeah, um, are we touching on? Oh, we already touched on that part. So we're going to go ahead and go into the armor of the week, which is actually the Remnant's power armor. And I have no personal use for this, and I should probably try it again. Uh, just, just to get it or to do this mission because it sounds a lot of fun. It sounds like a lot of fun. But the Enclave power armor is found in Fallout New Vegas, like we like we referenced before. It was created by the Enclave. Uh, the first suit entered service in 2220. Many accidents and deaths were involved in its creation, but these were classified by President Dick Richardson <laughs> to preserve morale. I like his name. Um, sorry. It was composed of lightweight metal alloys with ceramic casings and stress points. Uh, the motion assist servo motors provide a plus one strength bonus, and the auto gyro system keeps the suit upright, <coughs> and the knees can be locked in place when the wearer um, uh, is, if, like if the wearer is a knocked unconscious, it'll keep them upright. Um, or if he goes to sleep while on duty. <laughs> that too. <laughs> um, it includes a recycling system that converts waste into drinkable water. It has a lower health. It has lower health points than other armors, but is the highest damage threshold of any armor in the game. The Ganon family armor is a special Tesla variant. Has four less damage to the damage threshold and no strength bonus, but plus ten on energy weapons and plus twenty rad resistance. 
It belonged to Ganon Sr., and do we know who that is? Um, Arcade's dad. Oh, gotcha. Sorry. Um, it looks similar, except it has an orange and blue energy capacitors on the back and a blue electrical effect, which probably looks nice. Arcade has kept the armor, but won't wear it unless he is persuaded to fight with the remnants at the dam. Oh, that's cool. Um, can, can you get that armor? Do you know? You sure can. Just keep reading. Okay. <laughs> if he is... <laughs> Shalene's the writer. I am not. If he is instead told to help the followers of the apocalypse, he gives the armor to the courier. See, you answered the question that I asked you soon. Uh, it's classified as medium armor. It's the lightest power armor in the game. That's. The, I think that's probably why I never use heavy armor or even power armor in that game. Is just because it felt so clunky. Mm-hmm. Even heavy, heavy armor did. Like the metal armor and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but wearing the, rev- the remnants armor... Uh, doesn't trigger a negative response from anyone in the game, which seems odd since both NCR and the Brotherhood of Steel actively hunt down Enclave members. And Sawyer is considered um, Sawyer is considered an effect. Is that the right way? Sawyer, the uh, the director of the game, considered adding an effect. Mm. Where wearing the armor would make everyone hostile to the player, like the Auditore cape in Assassin's Creed 2, but didn't want it to ruin the experience for players, which... I guess it makes sense, because that would kind of suck. No matter where you go, people hate you. Actually, I loved the Auditorium cape. Oh, yeah? I wore it a lot after it was available. I would just put it on and just aggro everyone. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic, because uh, I really liked the Ezio character, and I, and that's how I would have been, you know, if I, if I was Ezio. I would have been like, yeah, you know, yeah. come at me, bros. And uh, just, you know, proudly wearing my auditory colors. I wore it all the time. I think it would be cool. I I, I guess. Uh, it's not like I would even have that problem anyway, because I never wear power armor. I, I'm much more of a sniper in that game than the other ones. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's because they gave you more uh, options to do that, especially with some of the DLC armor. I tend to play pretty, uh, I don't know. I play New Vegas, like... Just whatever I have, you know? Just whatever I have that's, that's oh, yeah? fun. Yeah. I don't really play, like, a sniper or, you know, a brawler. Or I just I just play whatever's fun. Yeah, I always I always just do sniper I, in that game. I think maybe because my first tangle with Cazadors, it's like, I want to stay as far away from them as possible in this game. And uh, it's just stay really far away, shoot at them from afar, maybe with a rocket launcher. Um, and ever since then, I was just a sniper. But you yeah. know, Fallout Three, I'm much more of a rifle, rifle kind of guy. Uh, usually, the Chinese assault rifle, or the the actual variant of that that you can find in a diner after completing that little puzzle in the was it the National History Museum? No, 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 no. It's in this. Do you remember what museum that was in? Do you know what I'm talking about? I lost track of what we're talking about, Rick. <laughs> the uh, the special variant of the assassins, uh, sorry, the special variant of the Chinese assault rifle in Fallout Three oh, is obtained um, in the diner after you do the number puzzle uh, in yes the one Smithsonian. I I know what you're talking about. I don't recall exactly where that is. Yeah, I'm not. I can't remember what it was, but that's pretty much all I would use in in Fallout mm-hmm. Three. Was that, and then maybe the uh, sniper rifle. But New Vegas, I'm much more sniper. And in Fallout 3, I'm much more rifle again. I'm That's not, funny. I felt like 4. you were always like the snipey guy, like the sneaky snipey guy. Not so much in Fallout 3. Um, in 4, 
I kind of varied between, you know, being a kind of a front man and a sniper um, because you have that range now mm-hmm. in that game because the leveling system is obviously much more like Skyrim. In Fallout mm-hmm. Three, it was just much more. You know, when I started playing that, um, you know, I found the. I was back and forth between oh Museum of Technology. Thank you for uh, thank you, Gruffelson. I I couldn't remember which one it was. Um, but in Fallout Three, when I first started playing Fallout Three, um, I found the assault rifle and the Chinese assault rifle, and kept going back and forth between them. And I found that the assault rifle is more accurate, but less damage, and the Chinese assault rifle mm-hmm. was you know less accurate, more damage, which makes sense. Um, and I just stuck with that, and I don't even remember how I found the special version of the Chinese assault rifle. But once I did, I just ran with that because it just just it, it obliterated everything. Um, you know, my first playthrough of Fallout Three, I was a melee character, melee weapons. I used a lot of Chinese officer swords and really baseball bats and stuff. Yeah, I found that easier than uh, than guns. And I, I will say, when I started, um, once the DLC came out and you do op anchorage and you find the Chinese stealth armor, that was when I really started doing a lot of sneaky stuff in Fallout 3. You know what I mean? The the, the armor in, in Operation Yeah. Armor. Yeah. The sneaky, the, the sneaky armor. Yeah, you crouch and it makes you invisible yeah. to an extent. Um, that's when I really started doing a lot more sneaky stuff. But ever since uh, before that... I was much more of a front front guy. Um, yeah. Sort of and, uh, you know, grenades, rifles and stuff. I was never a big, you know, a big weapon fan. Um, big guns, miniguns, mm-hmm. min- rocket launchers. I was never never that sort of thing. So I always carried one with me, like, for an emergency, but I, I never used it. Yeah, I... Uh, I don't know why. I just never was really into, like, let's do power armor, let's do minigun thing. I figure, you know, last whenever I use miniguns in Fallout 4, I always run out of ammo. We should do that for Let's Play sometime. Just, like, uh, console in a million rounds of... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that that would be a lot of fun. And just, I think like, it would be great. And just drop in a bunch of baddies and just go to town. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we have a few listeners. We've gone really far from the, the weapon of the week where we were there. That's... Uh... Well, you know, it's a digression. I was looking at the time and, uh, you know, how far into the show we are. And uh, mm-hmm. I just wanted to kind of talk about some random Fallout stuff. Um, so, yeah, but we're going to go ahead and get into some listener emails because I believe this is going to take up a good bit of time talking about this as well. Um, so why don't you take the first email and I'll follow up with the second because they kind of go together. Sure. Greetings. Hey guys, I've got a question about levels and how they relate to character ability in Fallout 4. Coming from the MMO world, it's always very apparent that as you level, all of your base stats continue to increase until you reach the hard cap. In fact, all of the MMO games that I've played have a character screen that shows your exact offensive and defensive numbers. Probably a holdout from the old pen and paper days. While I know that there is no hard cap for Fallout 4, I'm not sure how this relates to player ability and base stats. Do your damage and resistance statistics continue to increase as you level into eternity, effectively earning you godlike status at some point? Or is there a soft cap where those base statistics stop increasing even though your level continues to rise? Or is it some sort of curve that increases more quickly at the start of the game, then exponentially slower as you level higher? Also, 
Do perk skills like lockpicking and sneak increase with additional levels, or are those strictly based on the perks you choose? I know that Bethesda is intentionally vague on the whole level-leveling-based stats thing, but I feel like I'm missing some basic understanding of the game by not knowing the answers to these questions. Thanks for the show, Braxwolf. And uh, our next email kind of has a few answers for this question. Um, I'd like to just give a little background. This gentleman has been playing so much Fallout on the same character, and... uh, he talks about his hours and his level, and this was, like, in February. It's, like, double this now. Yeah, so we're going to... Yeah, so uh, this email is, uh, after, after having spent more than 600 hours in the game, here are some comments on my experience so far. Jennifer is level 130 at the moment. She has gone with the Railroad and the Minutemen all the way. Getting it to a high, Getting to a higher level has brought some changes, and here are some things that I've noticed. With every level, you gain HP, which is nice, but enemies get stronger. Since I had taken all the useful perks for my build and had modded to the max my weapons and armor, Jennifer still has about the same gear she had at about 50 levels ago. When she faces legendary synths, charred feral ghouls, I hate those ones, mythic death claws, etc., the fights are a bit harder and longer. There are a lot more enemies on attacks, and they have better weapons, such as miniguns, missile launchers, and flamers. When you face three enemies, each having a minigun... Uh, more settlers get killed and more damage is done to the settlements. The sneak perk, even at max, becomes quite useless. Enemies spot you faster from a great di- from a greater distance, uh, from a level up or down in a building. Um, almost everything is locked now. Lockers, suitcases, coolers. Behind a, a locked door, you often find a locked container. You always get the items, but it's kind of a waste of time. Now, here's how I feel about the game at the moment. Even if it has become a bit repetitive... I still enjoy the game. I love the world, and since my main sources of satisfaction in the game are the stories and exploration, the DLCs will be appreciated, though let's hope they fit well with a higher level character. Thanks again. I should have the pleasure uh, I should have the pleasure to be in the chat room tonight. Okay. Uh, I don't Michael Lamont I don't know. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> Lamont. Michael Lamontin. Lamontin. <laughs> I don't know. Say, Michael Lamont. But his name is Michael, Lamont. and he's awesome. Yeah, and, and we like him. I've seen he's him around. Actually, uh, yeah, you'll see him on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, and so that kind of answers some of the questions from above. You know, if some way our stats keep going higher, um, but it sounds like as the higher level you get, the more difficult things become in the game as far as enemies and that sort of uh, things concerned. And it made me think about survival. When you start giving, getting up higher levels in survival, what's going to happen <laughs> when you start facing higher leveled enemies and you can't necessarily make your rifles do any more damage than they already do, you know? Yeah. And your sneak isn't as effective as it used to be. I think that's really interesting. And, um, the uh, lockpick and sneak, they're strictly perk-based. Those don't... Your skill with lockpick and sneak don't continue to increase. Yeah, and that that kind of sucks. Um, but at the same time, you know, I don't think Skyrim did that. Then again, I don't think I've ever hit a character that went that high. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can legendary your skills in Skyrim, which means you reset them down. And do that's you- how you continue to level. Um, so yeah, like say I had a one handed of, of, you know, a hundred, I, I maxed it out. I could just, uh, 
reset that, and then my skill would go back to 15, and I would have to work my way back up. But I could level it all over again. Yeah, right. You could do that, and that makes me wonder if they're going to do anything like that in Fallout 4. And if they were to do that, why wouldn't they put that in the base game? Because mm-hmm. it does make me a little concerned. Uh, as we all know, the last perk of anything, as far as the big guns or the automatic rifles or rifles or pistols is they double the damage. They double the base damage or the modded damage rather of, um, actually that's a good question. I'm not quite sure. Do they modify, do they double the modded damage of the, of the weapons? I don't think so. Is it just the base damage? And then they add on top of the, the but either way, there's a limit to what you can do. And then you can also, you know, you can add on the lone wanderer perk, which adds, um, I think a couple different sets of, you know, damage boons. Um, I know the third level, uh, you do 25% more damage when you don't have a companion, and I don't know what the fourth one is. And also the Bloody Mess perk, which adds, you know, X amount of damage boost, depending on which level you have. So there's things like that um, that you can do to kind of offset that. But yeah, what happens when you run out of perks? <laughs> yeah, I'm... You would stop leveling. I think but. Michael is going to be like the first one to, get, to be able to tell us so, yeah, I, I think uh, he's getting there. He's getting there. So, and I'm a little afraid, especially with survival, because you know, like I said before, I'm at level 43, and I do not feel at all overpowered. I'm still getting one hit killed, you know, in the Commonwealth, mm-hmm. walking around, death claw, dead. Um, so I, I really don't know. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, actually. Yeah. So, any more thoughts on the leveling, leveling system? What What are you at now with uh, um, Forrest Gump? Forrest is still very low. He's like at 10 or 11 or something. Oh, He's very, very low level. Um, my main character on uh, on my Xbox, she's at like, uh, she's nearing 70. I actually don't know exactly, but she's nearing 70. And have you, um, so let's see here. Forrest Gump is survival, right? Mm-hmm. And your other character, what difficulty? My main character is Shalene. Um, I skip her difficulty around. Um, sometimes, like, if I just, like, don't feel good, I just want to, like, lay in bed and play Fallout, I'll just put her on normal. But most of the time I have it on uh, hard or very hard. And have you noticed, you know, have you noticed anything as far as that ratio is concerned of higher level versus, you know, what you can do to enemies? Or haven't you hit that kind of... Well, I have noticed that... Um, when you start to feel overpowered, then you meet a new enemy type. You know, uh, anytime that you start to, to feel really overpowered, then you, you get a new enemy type and you start seeing more, more enemy, higher level enemy types and uh, it stays challenging. What, what's, the highest, um, what's the highest enemy type you've seen? Mm, I don't know. I don't really know. You know, it doesn't say what level the That's enemy true. is, but... Um, I'm now getting uh, like super mutant uh, Primus, 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 yeah, and uh, some new variants of of ghouls of like nasty ghouls. Like they they have the body type of like the the bulbous, gangrenous, charred yeah. feral ghouls, but they have different names and uh, different kinds of rad scorpions and stuff. So yeah, I haven't. You know, I think the worst thing for me is still. Glowing, but I don't know if glowing's higher than like gangrenous or, you know, I, I, 
I don't know the hierarchy. We should do an episode on hierarchy, mm-hmm. Fallout 4, you know, level hierarchies. Yeah. Because it'd be kind of interesting to see how far they go, which ones are introduced. Um, as far as um, Death Claws, I don't think I've hit the Chameleons. I don't think I've ever faced one of those yet. I don't think I've seen one either. So it would be interesting to uh, see what level those start appearing at. And, you know, you can mm-hmm. kind of see this in Skyrim when they, in you know, with Bandit Outlaws, uh, Bandit, what was it, Bandit Leaders or something like that. And then you had the different types of dragons. And I like that. I like that system that you're not yeah. fighting a dragon and it happens to be like a level 50 dragon. The dragon is got a cap on it. You can kind of defeat them easily. But yeah. When you get you to get an ancient dragon, <laughs> you know, a legendary dragon. Yeah. You know that that's, you know, just like with uh, super mutants, you have super mutant, super mutant brute, and then primus or master, um, you know, mm-hmm. which you can kind of get a hierarchy of levels with those. So, um, yeah, just reading these emails has me a little nervous with the survival mode. I'm ha- like I said, I'm still having trouble keeping up with ammo and materials. So this, I mean, and just to think that it's only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh no, <laughs> I'm going to be. But by then you'll have you know all of your adhesive farms and you know. It's true. It's true. You'll be you'll be good. You'll be fine. Yeah, we'll see. So let's just hope I can find like. I haven't seen any exo. Uh, XO one power armor in this survival playthrough at all. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. I haven't seen any of it. Uh, the highest level armor that has randomly appeared has mm-hmm. been, uh, T 51. Yeah. The only reason I have, yeah. The only reason I have, what level is your survival guy at 43, 43. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should be seeing some higher level armor. Right. And, um, the only, uh, way I got T 60 was because of, um, brotherhood. Mm hmm. So, so Mike S says that a bloated glowing one is the highest feral ghoul, which is surprising because if you remember in three, the feral ghoul reavers were just awful. Oh, they were so rough, terrible, awful things. And now they're total pushovers. Yeah, they're not even. It's still, although I will say, um, when I do vats and I see feral ghoul reaver in the uh, title, I still have that chill run down my spine (laughs) where I'm like, Oh wait, that's right. I'm playing fallout (laughs) four. Um, I don't have to worry about them at all. Yeah. Feral ghoul reavers. They're so good in those earlier falls, fall three and fall new Vegas, because they're so hard to fight. You know, that takes you so much ammo and stim packs and drugs and to get them. And, and your reward is always like, um, (laughs) here's a pencil. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a pencil or a harmonica or one bottle cap. Right. It's not even any reward. I hate them. Yeah, and in the chat room, they're talking about Court 43, which you can... Or is it 34? I don't know. Either way. Um, that court, it's a random location that you can find, and you can get a full suit of XO. Um, but, but but yeah, so you, I haven't been there yet. Um, okay, we have a dissenting opinion in the chat room. Oh, we do? Cody says, according to the guide, the charred feral ghoul is the highest. Ooh, so we'll, I, I have, do you have the guide? I do have a guide. I think I have it in my desk. Here. Oh no, I was just curious if you had it or not, because that would be probably good help if we ever do a hierarchy episode. I didn't remember ordering it, but it came <laughs> with <laughs> did, you, did you buy it in just like a, a fallout, you know, stupor? I think so. It came when with something else that I had ordered from Amazon in the same box. 
And I wonder if I was looking at it and like I added it to my card and didn't realize it was in there. <laughs> it's a really nice, you know, book. It's hardcover. It's very heavy. <laughs> it came with these cool Vault Boy lithographs, which I'll someday hang on the wall back here. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a guide, so maybe we'll reference that someday for uh, levels. Um, as far as enemies are concerned, but that obviously doesn't include DLC. And who knows what they're going to do with that stuff? I mean, who knows mm-hmm. how wild and crazy they're going to get um, with with DLC? But um, do you have any anything else you want to add on uh, to tack on to this episode? Mm, I don't believe so. I think that's all I have on uh, on that. Cool. And like we said before, next week will not be live uh, because Shaleen will be on her birthday vacation. And yeah. Sorry, guys, but I'm really excited. And, uh, yeah, so we aren't quite sure what that's going to be yet, but it'll be a treat, I'm sure. And uh, the first episode of Katie Radio is airing tonight at 9 p.m. The episode zero will is, is actually up on QGN at the moment. But the first actual live stream episode of Katie Radio will be, will be on tonight at 9 p.m. right here. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, hang out for an hour and or play fallout 4 for an hour and join us right after that um so yeah you can also tweet at us at fallout otr you can tweet at me at rick mcvick and chalene at chalene l um you can like us on facebook because we have a facebook page we have a facebook group both are are extremely active um just search for fallout off the record in facebook and you'll find them you can email us at falloutotr at gmail.com like and sc- subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com slash Network. And if you uh, you can subscribe for alerts and stuff whenever we go live. You can also find our show on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, as well as uh, other podcast aggregates. Leave us a review on iTunes, and we have a few five-star uh, shout-outs uh, to uh, announce, which is um, LoudDN, LoudIn, or if you prefer, Captain and Captain Jelly Six. So thank you for that. Uh, we record live on Fridays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard on YouTube.com/slash Quest Gaming Network slash Live, and check out the other great QGN shows streaming live on YouTube and Twitch. Which is Derek of Warcraft actually of uh, Warcraft Off the Record is doing Outlast Let's Plays, and that game looks absolutely terrifying. Harkens back to the Silent Hill era of fear, if you ask me. Those first few episodes have been really fun. I, I recommend them. Yeah. So it. I, I've read about the game. It kind of crosses parkour and, and uh, hiding. So it's like a weird, terrifying hide, hide and seek. Um, you know, uh, KD Radio is is new on in Quest Gaming Network. And uh, Elder Scrolls Off the Record and Classic Elder Scrolls. Dragon Age Off the Record and Warcraft Off the Record. And Dancing with Daggers, which also comes on later this evening on Twitch. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And Shleen, what is the last word for this evening? Dear old friends... Remember Navarro. <laughs>